Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone is having an amazing day today. Oh, yeah. And today, that's right. It is Monday, May 29th. And today is oh man today is are you guys ready today is national paper clip day because i guess when you run out of rubber bands you're gonna need some paper clips it's also international day of un peacekeepers and when i first read that i thought it read international day of unpeacekeepers so i'll let you make the decision it's also national 529 day whatever that means and it's national cock vin day and that's like some dish that you would eat cook and eat but uh you know whatever i just thought it was a funny name <laughs> yes and of course for all of everyone out there it is also memorial day and thank you all for joining us and getting high at nine with us it's also high noon on the east coast and please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to find out where we live on the Internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand on the story most recently presented. But without further ado, we're going to kick this off today with the dope dad himself. That's right. It's Rico Lamite. He's the Quasimodo specialist and Baby Yoda's caretaker and also the father of little baby Zozo. That's right. It's the dope dad himself, Rico Lamite. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Good to see everybody in the studio uh, there. What, what up, Luke? What up, Mandy? Good to see everybody this weekend and... Uh, Big Mama, um, happy Memorial Day to everybody out there, and a shout out to everybody that served and a day of remembrance for our fallen soldiers. My story today is coming out of uh, the NFL from ESPN. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he says that he smoked marijuana before games. Though many believe he could and should have played at the highest of levels at least two or three years longer, the last time NFL running back Le'Veon Bell laced up the cleats was back in 2021 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That year, he racked up just 101 yards and two touchdowns for eight games that he played. Many predicted Bell to finish uh, his storied NFL career among the greatest ball carriers of all time. But eight years in, he found himself playing reserve for several teams and was even traded midseason from Baltimore to, uh, to Tampa Bay, a far cry from a superstar franchise player he once was in Pittsburgh. And even though he never won a Super Bowl ring with him, he still ranked 
third all-time for running backs with the Steelers in, uh, in just five years, tallying 1,229 carries for 5,336 yards, 35 touchdowns on the ground. On top of that, he scored uh, – he actually received uh, – oh, no, he had uh, 2,660 yards and seven scores receiving, some of the highest numbers any Steeler would ever see on the field. And if you believe Le'Veon Bell's words aired this weekend on Steel Higher podcast, he just might have been the highest Steeler ever as the former great admitted to smoking weed before some of his best games recorded. Looking back on this, that's just what I did. <laughs> when I was playing football, I smoked, bro. Even before the games, I'd smoke and I'd go out there and run for 150. Two touchdowns. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Uh, now, when he, uh, when he was really still active, both the law and the NFL were um, a lot less forgiving when it came to cannabis consumption than they are today. Le'Veon Bell paid the price um, more than once for partaking in such activities. Per the article, back in 2014, he was arrested for possession in the suburbs of Pittsburgh and later put on probation. After also missing several subsequent drug tests, he was repeatedly pulled off the practice field and subjected to surprise urine tests as punishment. Belster refers to himself as not officially retired, but he didn't play last season after launching a boxing career, where in 2022 he knocked out fellow former NFL superstar running back Adrian Peterson in an exhibition match, and he's been one and one professionally since. Not bad. Though I did smoke weed in my downtime for recovery between games and in the offseason while playing Big Ten ball, I'd never imagined consuming before a game on that level, let alone a step up in the NFL. If true, I'd say Le'Veon Bell deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for the sheer fact that he was literally one of the best players on the field every damn week, putting up some of the best gridiron performances ever seen. And he was allegedly doing all of that high as fuck. Somebody please give this man his flowers. Well, more importantly. I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street for Hide 9 News. I wish Gretchen Gailey was with us today. She's a big Steelers fan. But if you are... Big shout out to y'all and uh, turn up when life gets you in a place else to turn. What do you think about this one, Jason? Did any of his games start at 9 a.m.? Because he would have been getting high at 9. <laughs> sure they did. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. wow. Yes. Wasn't ready for that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to stay ready, bro. Come on. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That's yeah. right. That's, come on. They taught, they taught you that in cop school. <laughs> <laughs> Always expect I wasn't that. ready. I wasn't ready. In the academy with Mahoney. Yeah. And, uh, I, I do want to send a, a special a special thank you and a, and a, and a welcome to, to Luke Scarmazzo, Scarmazzo joining us today on his fresh out, joining us over here at High at 9 Noon, providing some insight and commentary. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Vortex, brother. Yeah. I haven't been high at 9 since yesterday at 9. <laughs> also high noon on the east coast that's right <laughs> i mean now this guy's a true pioneer you know i appreciate the fact that he really stuck to his guns and continued to to really pave the way he started a lot of very important conversations i'm very thankful to him for that and i i actually completely agree with the hall of fame sentiments yes well earned. yeah Le'Veon bell was um described by many he actually didn't uh, return to the Steelers at one year because he just overplayed his card he tried to uh, try to stay out uh, stick it out for that last big contract and it was a um, I think it was a collective bargaining agreement year 
and he ended up not getting re-signed by the Steelers. But he was described by a lot of uh, players at the time as like the Steph Curry of running backs on the football field. To see that guy, uh, see that guy play, man, it was always a it was always a gem to see him on the field. So, <laughs> and I hope he's still smoking uh, to, you know, after some of those boxing matches that he's going through nowadays. Well, I, I mean, oh, go ahead, please. I was just gonna say he is probably one of the the few you know celebrities that could probably get away with actually launching a brand and see some success behind it if he really dove into the um, post you know training element with oh, yeah. Canada. I think that he could actually do something. You know, I, w- I wish more ex athletes actually go down the, like the medical route on this i think they would see a lot of success um talking about like the recovery between games or in between seasons and stuff like that but um we all know everybody wants to be cool on the lifestyle side and uh doesn't always work out you can't you can't say that he's not a productive stoner right that that just that whole whole you know stereotype out the window doesn't it yes it does and um the way that this guy played with such fervor and violence on the field and he was just so shifty and everything it just goes against everything you would think that somebody smoking weed before they're playing on this level <laughs> whatever yeah exactly when when bell was at his peak he was the first round pick in every fantasy league like if period. you were a running back period he was the guy that you picked yeah and he's he catching the ball too right like he was he's getting receiving touchdowns too mm-hmm yeah, no, he was a beast. Hold on. So now, how many times did you guys bet for spreads, Luke, on on whether or not he was going to make some play or make some touchdown or whatever he was going to make or get done? Oh, listen, in the joint, you bet on everything. So, like, literally, <laughs> you get a first down. Like, you would live bet, like, throughout the game. So, like, and we, we had run sports books. So, like, sports books were huge in there. Mm-hmm. And, and it was crazy because you would win stamps. You wouldn't win money. So, you would bet, like, these stamps. Yeah. Like books stamps. You would come back in and collect your stamps after oh, the game. Oh, yeah. Get that mail. <laughs> get that mail out there so you can write everybody letters and tell them, hey, send, send me, me some money. Some money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Love right. Me. Oh, yeah. He needs to get in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He does. What do you yeah, think about this one, Mark? Are, are you a uh, are you a NFL fan as well? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not to I'm not. You know, basketball is more my thing, but uh, I can definitely appreciate a guy like that who played a game like football, medicated properly, and you know they say it's not a performance enhancing drug, but hey. It doesn't I hurt. We, I think we could beg to differ that it might be. Right. I mean, the, the Olympics organization said it's a performance-enhancing drug, didn't they? They did. They didn't specifically say that it's performance-enhancing, but um, well, that's, that's, why, that's, that's why, why they got their – you can't do it. That's why they got their medals taken from them. They said it was performance-enhancing drugs. I will that say, was, like, I did smoke before. I didn't I didn't play at the D1 level, but I, I played at junior college level, and I did smoke before a few games. And it does like make you kind of laser focus in. I yeah. won't say that like I ran faster or jumped higher or anything like that, but I was definitely more focused. I do. Yeah. And going to the gym, I think that it takes you out of your head unless you just kind of get into your body and you focus more on what you're doing in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also it allows you to 
push yourself just that little element farther. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I have uh, one time when we were playing at the uh, Motor City Bowl um, <laughs> back in uh, Detroit. I want to say it was uh, 2004. 2003, 2004, um, we ate some brownies like on the bus. <laughs> That's there. not the same and, thing. <laughs> so, like, I, was, I was lit like the next day in practice, did not know where the hell I was. Went <laughs> 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 in the wrong way, almost almost didn't even get put in the game uh, because my performance at practice was so damn bad. And after that, I was like, dude, I, I will never do anything like before a game, uh, let alone smoke. Nothing. I would never touch it before a game. I did. I did do it uh, before playing pickup basketball all the time, and I felt like it slowed down everybody else. And I thought I was just like on one of those and one mixtapes. I was probably paying really, really bad. But in my head, I get focused taking dabs before I go to court. I did one on my other page the other day, and people were, "What? Do you really want your lawyer doing that before court?" Like, well, yeah, I want to get ready. I want to be focused. I want to be sharp. That's what works for me. It's like studying, right? It's like studying high. You got to take the test high, right? Hundred percent. How about when you were when you were playing sports, right? Recovery. How many how many pills did did uh, the athletic training department? Uh, so it was crazy. It, it, it was crazy back then. We were like we were beta testing um, a bunch of experimental drugs for Big Pharma. They would give us like a, a sample pack Jesus. like that. Oh, it. Like, it was like a sample pack, single. Of uh, like Vioxx and Melexicam stuff that's not even on the on the market now because it led to like heart failure. I'm and gonna all this say Vioxx has a major lawsuits going on with them. Yeah, they, they were handing out yeah. Vioxx. I listen. Yeah. I played a sport no one cares about at a school no one cares about at the D2 level and had and, and can totally reiterate exactly what, what we're going to say. Sport, Chris? Vioxx was, I can. Was what was it? What was uh, the sport? Was What's that? What was the sport? I ran track and cross country. You ran track and cross country. I've ran a lot of tracks in my day. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Depending on who was behind you. Not your arm. Okay. Jason. I don't, I don't even understand what that means, Jason. So I <laughs> with your law enforcement. I, get the reference. I was just about a quarter mile over here. You know what I mean? Jason, Jason's ran the track. He's ran across the country. Yep. Technically, yeah, that is true. Rico ran the track cross country. That's why they call me White Gucci in Detroit. Oh man, like we're heading into a commercial. Yeah, we're going into commercial. We're gonna be right back. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh yeah, you know what time it is. That's right. It's Tuesday over here at Green Street, and we got smoky vanilla with us in the building. So that's right. It is time to stretch and smoke. We just got done smoking. Now we're gonna stretch it out and then we're gonna smoke again. Go. I'm Smokey Vanilla with my background in kinesiology and bodywork massage and assisted stretching. You gotta come check it out, baby. Check me out on IG at Smokey Vanilla One Stretch and Smoke, Twitter Smokey Vanilla, Social Club Stretch and Smoke, or also on Sports Recovery by Dan and Jam. If you want to feel as good as I look, then make sure that you get a stretch and smoke in with Smoky Vanilla. Yeet! Yeet! <laughs> he is the industry's longest continuously operating retailer, uh, known for smoking the best weed in the world. And if he ain't in West Hollywood, you just might find him laid out on a massage table with Smoky Vanilla. Coming to the stage, it is Jason Beck. 
Oh, yeah, Rico. I have some pretty interesting news today for you guys. Very, very interesting. So here you all go. Because North Carolina, that's right, Petey Pablo is going to be turning up because of North Carolina House Committee to debate medical marijuana on Tuesday. And it could become legal this year, they say. In a sign that medical marijuana could become legal in North Carolina this year, the state's House Health Committee will discuss a medical marijuana bill at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Tuesday's hearing is described as for discussion only with no vote plan on the issue and a vote could come later. The legislation is Senate Bill number three. The Compassionate Care Act is sponsored by Republican Senator Bill Rabone of Brunswick County. Rabone's bill passed the Senate 36 to 10 on March 1st. A similar bill passed the Senate last summer, but it never got a hearing in the House. The Republicans who control the state House are divided on the issue the state house speaker tim moore told north carolina public radio in april in a quote but i would say that it is it has a better chance of passing this year than in any time in the past he said that's a political statement if i've never heard one but the house may alter the legislation for what the senate approved and under the senate's version of the bill patients using medical marijuana or their caregivers would have to get state issued cards annually to show they are authorized to purchase it the cards would cost no more than $50 per year and smoking or vaping medical marijuana would be prohibited in a public place in any place of employment and in a vehicle or within a thousand feet of a church child care facility or school the penalty for breaking that law would be a fine of up to guess what you guys how much the fine is going to be that's right it's a whopping $25 oh man these restrictions do not apply to the consumption of cannabis infused medical marijuana products that sounds discriminatory but whatever the proposed law says these products include tablets capsules concentrated liquids or viscous oils a liquid suspension, a topical preparation, a transdermal preparation, a sublingual preparation, a gelatinous cube or gelatinous rectangular cubanoid, a lozenge in a cube rectangular cubanoid shape, a resin or a wax. Oh, man, that's a lot of cubanoids, I guess. The Senate <laughs> bill says marijuana could be prescribed for patients with the following debilitating medical conditions, cancer, ep epilepsy, positive status for HIV, AIDS, uh, amphorotic lactal scoliosis, ALS, Crohn's disease, sickle cell anemia, and Parkinson's disease, post-traumatic stress disorder, multiple sclerosis, cohixia, or wasting syndrome, severe or persistent nausea in a person that is related to end of life or hospice care or in someone someone who is uh, bedridden or homebound because of a condition, a terminal illness when the patient's remaining life expectancy is less than six months or a condition resulting in the individual receiving uh, hospice care and any other serious medical condition or its treatment added by the compassionate use advisory board the board would have the power to decide which medical conditions in addition to the previously listed ones are applicable for medical marijuana a state medical cannabis commission could license up to 10 suppliers that would grow marijuana make it into medical marijuana products and sell the products to the public the state would monitor this 
with a get ready seed to sale tracking system. Each of the 10 suppliers could have up to eight medical cannabis centers to sell medical marijuana to the public and at least one of each supplier's eight stores would have to be one of the state's 40 most economically distressed counties uh, rated tier one by the North Carolina Department of Commerce in its annual economic well-being ratings of the state's 100 uh, counties. Uh, 40 are tier two and 20 are tier three with tier three considered to be the best in the best economic shape. Cumberland County is a tier one County and sales would be limited to the hours of 7 AM to 7 PM and the medical cannabis sales centers would have to be at least a thousand feet away from churches, childcare centers, schools, community colleges, and public universities. The only people allowed inside the stores would be the medical marijuana patients, their caregivers, people whose jobs require them to go inside the centers, and employees and contractors of the cannabis centers. It would be illegal to consume medical marijuana products at these centers also in the bill. Well, that is a lot, a lot to take. North Carolina sounds like y'all are going to have some weed pretty soon and it's being introduced by a Republican. What do you guys think about that? And this is Jason Beck reporting for the high at nine news hour. What do y'all got to say? Yeah, I think uh, this is a big pharma, uh, not big pharma, big tobacco behind this bill. That's my take. That goes behind (laughs) this bill. This tobacco road, man. This North Carolina. All the talk that Altria is jumping in the game, officially saying it on their last earnings call. This is tobacco country, man. This tobacco crops are not making money anymore. I thought North Carolina, South Carolina were going to be the last states to legalize because of it. And now they're trying to push this shit through. Like, this is big. This is big uh, tobacco, man. My it take. seems like they're following the vertically integrated model that Florida is. Very much so. It looks like I like it. Out a lot yeah. of people in this model. Well, the big difference though with with them in Florida is that they're only allowing you to have eight stores. Didn't this one just say like nine or ten? Oh, ten, ten, ten producers, but you have eight stores. Follow the money. Mm-hmm. Follow the money. <laughs> How many liquor stores are there in North Carolina? There's a lot. Just curious. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about North Carolina. I know in uh, Virginia we had ABC stores. Uh, it's like the uh, I think it's uh, alcoholic beverage control. You know, and they're, and they're, uh, you can't buy liquor on Sundays either. You can buy beer and wine at the grocery stores, but like liquor, you had to go to ABC store. That's so weird. Keep it Only on leash. Sundays. Lord's Day. Red states, man. Red states. Why? Dumb question, but why are they? Uh, a thousand feet from churches any insight on why or how that got in there i mean mo- most states have that have that um no and but why churches and I, like, I, 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 I think i think a lot of it is because a lot of churches hold a lot of sobriety meetings for different uh different people um and so I, that would be my guess why they always include the churches well probably because they want only want jesus to be the most high <laughs> 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 my god I mean, oh, that's that pretty good. good. That's pretty good. There's the drama on, the, yeah. on that one. Osana on the highest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. What do you think about this, Mark? North Carolina, are you going to go and t- buy some concentrates and take a ladder dab in North Carolina? You know, I'll, do, I'll do it everywhere they, they let me, but I want to I be crossing state lines. You know, I want to be crossing state lines at the same time. I don't want any restrictions. I don't want... 
I mean, they just all the you got to have this. You got to do that. You got to be this. You got it's just ridiculous to that extent that they they just won't roll it on out for anybody to use. Why can't we get there already? Why? Well, I mean, there's lots of reasons why, Mark. Not good ones. There are no good reasons. Well, this is because cannabis doesn't spend enough money in lobbying. That's well, that cannabis can't spend money. It's a plant. Yeah, but the <laughs> money actually does grow on yes. trees. So <laughs> six letters is the CSA and the DEA. Those are yes. the two, the three, three, the two mm-hmm. agencies. Yeah, I think I think um, this goes back to our convers our conversation last week with um, uh, with Gretchen. I know she's not in this week, but um. Uh, we're going to see a lot more lobbying money for the cannabis industry, and it's not going to be coming from the usual suspects. It's probably going to be coming from big pharma, big tobacco, and big alcohol. We're going to be leading And then what's the that going to look like when they get their hands on everything? <sighs> it's going to look like uh, a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to look like not like, uh, not like how not we, like want we want it. it. No. MSO. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Insert like- MSO here. Yeah, <laughs> photocopies of North mm-hmm. Carolina and Florida all over the place. Where are we going to get the money? Oh, the, you're going to get it from Joe Biden. He's just going to print up some more like he does with everything else. <laughs> yeah, Al- Altria said that they're going to be spending $5 billion over the next two years um, into cannabis and um, chewable caffeine pouches. They're going into the healthier living route. Chewable. Of course. Chewing caffeine. Chewing, Healthy. chewing, like snus. Yeah, like, like caffeine mm-hmm. snus. Just wait they start making gummies. Mm. Yeah, and five and that five. Just think that five billion dollars they're spending over the next two years is twice as much as Cure Leaf is worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard Ron uh, saving the polar bears too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! You know what, you guys? You guys. Uh, coming up, next. yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna go roll right on into our next correspondent today. We have the Pot Brother himself, Mr. Mark Wasserman, the lawyer that reminds everybody to STFU all the time when cops ask questions. But we are gonna ask him to please speak because we want to hear what he has to say today. What do you have for us this morning, Mark? Well, since hey, since uh, my wife's not here either, I don't have to STFU. That's uh, also usable. In the home. All right. Today we have a a study that results a prompt call for medicinal policy evaluation out of New Zealand. Study into the therapeutic benefits of cannabis has added to the growing body of evidence that it has positive effects on pain, sleeplessness and anxiety. Researchers say of the 213 people. 213 people in this study were taking cannabis for therapeutic reasons. Almost 96% reported that taking cannabis helped them with a number of conditions. And 49% said they'd been able to reduce or entirely stop their prescription medicine. And this is what Big Pharma is afraid of. The study, a collaboration between researchers from the University of Otaka, Victor, 
Uh, Victoria University and the University of Auckland aim to explore people's experiences of taking cannabis therapeutically to gather data on the quality of products they were using, their efficacy, and what kinds of effects they had experienced. Participants were patients who had medically diagnosed conditions and were recruited through an establishment. Mm -hmm. Study co-author Dr. Jeff Noller of Dundon School of Medicine's Biotechs says, as with several other studies undertaken in New Zealand, there was consistent reporting of positive effects on pain relief, sleeplessness, and anxiety. This is consistent with findings across multiple studies Researchers have said across the sample, 96% of participants reported that taking cannabis helped them. The most common themes for therapeutic efficacy were pain management, with 96 of the uh, percent of participants reporting that cannabis helped. Difficulty sleeping, 97% said it helped. Mental health issues, 98% said it helped. Of the participants who took cannabis for other reasons, such as autism, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and difficulty eating, 98% found taking cannabis helped. An important finding of the study was that participants either decreased or stopped their use of prescribed medicines, many of which were opioid-based. This both reinforces that the experience, some actual effect from using cannabis in that they ceased or decreased other medications with recognized efficacy. And in cases of many of these medications, they reduced their use of potentially more prom problematic medications. As we know, opioids have well-known issues dependence, and other negative side effects. The researchers are not suggesting that this is a place to take place of prescribed medicines. It's not an either-or decision, but it can be used in conjunction with treating patients who have chronic, chronic pain and other conditions that need to be treated. However, they relied on an affordability and widely accessible medical cannabis system. So these people are unable to really get what they want. At present, current regulations, both for medicinal cannabis and drug checking, appear to be creating problems for many New Zealanders who otherwise report positive benefits from their use of medicinal cannabis. So there you have it. it there's telling you, the study is saying that it works, but yet even over there in New Zealand, like here, like our vets here have a problem getting the cannabis they want and need, having the same problem over there in New Zealand in the face of all of these studies. This is nothing new. Studies out of Israel, studies been going on for decades. We know all this already. And I'm glad a story like this is at least coming out and we can get people in New Zealand help, but let's help us here in the United States. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, Mark. I mean, did they test this on Kiwis too, Mark? <laughs> they should. The <laughs> <laughs> easiest way to piss off an Aussie yeah. is to um, call him yep, a Kiwi. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this this was all the New Zealanders um, in this. And like no, nothing in this is surprising to me. 
at all whatsoever. This is just more of the pace of what we're seeing everywhere around the country when it comes to these types of tests on, on cannabis raising people's quality life and whatnot. And I think the only people that are in uh, disbelief in all this is like uh, Laura Ingram and a couple others over there. Well, and you have the doctors were, uh, who, who they spoke to uh, within this article that were afraid. They're still afraid mm-hmm. to, to prescribe it, to tell their patients to use it for fear of, you know, some sort of retaliation on a criminal level. It's been so it's been it's been ingrained in the illicit market for so long, even with current reforms all over the place and laws coming into place. You still have it. Well, federally illegal period. And you have doctors who are afraid. You have doctors who aren't Dr. Uma shout out and mm-hmm. several other yeah, doctors I, I that yes. won't prescribe opiates and only use cannabis and have lost their own business because they can't work with insurance companies who say you must prescribe this. So we need that change. Yeah, you got to follow the money, man. And as a person who has benefited greatly from um, cannabis actually helping me free myself from uh, the lure of opioids, man, I cannot say it more than ever. Just like we need more and more of these studies to come out from more places showing the efficacy of uh, the plant, um, counteracting a lot of this stuff uh, so we can actually get medicine to the uh, to the people. 100%, man. Thank you for covering this. Pleasure. This is the kind of story that needs to get sent out to senators' offices and anybody in any local office that has any kind of negative attitude towards cannabis because this is the kind of stuff that needs to land in their inbox, not the nonsense marijuana mania that they continue to circle within their little networks. Well, you know what they're going to say, right, Mandy? They're going to be like, well, the weed must be really different over there than over here if people are having that, that reaction. Why is the outcome of every single research study the same? Even though grown upside down. Even though I'd be willing to bet that a majority of the weed that they use in the study was probably grown in California. No. <laughs> you, you, still have to, you still have to grow it down um, upside down if it, even if it's from uh, California. Yes, yeah, that, that's what they that's what they made those um what are those things that they made for the tomato plants those topsy turvy thingies. <laughs> The aeroponics, yeah. um, <laughs> the thing you know, you, you hang the plant upside down, yes. and yeah, those things they, they make those for them down there. Uh, from what I've from what I've, I've never been down there, but, but from what I've heard, they've got some really good. They've actually had some good homegrown stuff down there. From what I've heard, I've never been down there. I've never had any uh, Australian or New Zealand cannabis, but um, I've heard that they, they've got some stuff down there that rivals California. Oh no! I'm down to go check it out. I do. I do want to check out. Uh, I want to uh, go to bed, New, man. Zealand, New Zealand. I really, the main reason I want to go to New Zealand though is I want to go to Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. We should. We should go, man. Yes. Why, yeah. why Jason? Why? Why Papua New Guinea? Why Papua New Guinea? <laughs> yeah. um, because because that is um, where like uh, a lot of there's like a whole number of like animal species that only exist on that island. There's a whole bunch of different plant varietals that only exist on that one island alone and there's a whole indigenous uh tribe of people there that 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 have lived there forever and they just like live normal off the land and everything like that very indigenous Madagascar? no 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 you're talking about the thing with the the ant and the and the little guy that always trying to get the nut Madagascar's a real per- a real place man that was Ice Age. Oh, Ice Age. I thought you were talking about <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jason uh, doesn't have kids. Can you tell? Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, 
Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. pull them out. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. It's about that time. Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. Oh, yeah. Stop whatever you're doing right now and make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And whatever you're doing, make sure you head over to www.hyatt9news.com. Sign up for our newsletter. I do believe we were working real, real hard over the weekend. And I think we got our, our, our newsletter fixed where when you do hit subscribe, the email will go into your inbox now instead of to your spam or your junk mail. But if you don't see it, then it might have still gone there. But I do think that we got the problem fixed over the weekend because we were over here working for you to make this all better oh yeah also too, make sure you check out our merchandise over there on our website and that's one of the best ways you can do to help support the show and just so you know the female bathing suit is the most popular sold item on there so ladies make sure you get ready for summer and get yourself a high nine swimwear oh yeah hey now Control Tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. This NorCal based Emerald Cup Edibles judge, also known as Carmen Sacramento, is taking a trip south to the Vortex this morning for her never-ending international quest to find the world's most perfect cannabis and psychedelic edible experiences. Y'all know who it is, Mandy Tingler. We can't hear Mandy. Jason over there pushing every button. Trying to mute me? Hold on. He's going to censor you. All this way and you just censor me? I I was counting one, two, three, (sighs) and I guess she's the third mic. I thought she was the second mic. So, I mean, we're going to work that next time on that one. Sorry. My bad. All right. Here we go. I'm bringing you some more great news, guys. The headline (laughs) for my story today reads, study finds car insurance premiums dropped in legal medical marijuana states by at least $22 per driver. The University of Iowa study found that car insurance premiums dropped in states after they legalized medical marijuana, suggesting that driving while high may not be as dangerous as driving drunk. Cameron Ellis, professor of finance in the University of Iowa, said the study, they studied insurance data at the zip code level and found a state excuse me, and found states that made medical marijuana legal between 2014 and 2019 saw premiums drop by an average of $22 per driver in the first year. In areas that had high levels of DUIs prior to medical cannabis legalization, 
Rates fell at a much higher rate, Ellis said. Because as bad as marijuana is for driving, alcohol is much worse. And so it's sort of this reduction in DUIs that's leading to the decline. There are likely two explanations for this, Ellis said. The first being that some of those people who'd been arrested for drunk driving simply changed their recreational substances of choice from alcohol to weed, and that cannabis and alcohol impair drivers in different ways. But another potential one is that when you consume alcohol and marijuana together, you tend to do it at home, Ellis, Ellis said. You don't go smoke in a bar. You don't. You do it at home, and so you're just as literal. You're just literally driving less while drinking, even if you're not drinking less. Opponents of legalizing marijuana point to the harm already caused by people who drive under the influence and al of alcohol and argue legalizing another mind-altering substance will only lead to more crashes, injuries, and death. Ellis argues that the university study essentially debunks that idea as alcohol and cannabis affect drivers in different ways. This is a, this is a, or there's a trait of someone like, oh, I'm a better driver while I'm drunk, but no, you're not. You're really, <laughs> you're really just confident. And that causes a lot of problems, he says. Whereas with marijuana, famously, you're paranoid that you're, you're going to have cops everywhere. I don't want to get caught. I'm going to go exactly the speed limit. On the other hand, alcohol tends to make drivers more aggressive, while marijuana has a mellowing effect and makes drivers more aware of their inabilities, Ellis said, so they drive slower and take fewer risks. The report found about $820 million has been saved so far in crash-related health expenditures as a result of marijuana legalization. Ellis said that if medical marijuana was legalized nationally, another $320 million could be saved. This study, y'all, was published in the Journal of Health Economics. So, I don't know if anybody else's insurance rates have gone down. Mine haven't, but I like this idea. What do you guys think? This is Mandy reporting to you live at High at Nine. Insurance, car, car insurance rates on average have actually gone up on average across the country. We were just, we just were looking around recently and my wife actually called like every single one. You know, and um, there's no good driver cannabis discount that they're offering. So. Yeah, I'm waiting to see that. <laughs> I, have, I don't know where, where, where it's dropping. Uh, uh, not here as far as I know, but I, I definitely agree that if you are a cannabis user, if you've used too much cannabis, you're not going to want to get behind the wheel anyway. And if you've medicated properly, then you're going to be fine and out there, unlike the drinkers who think they can drive no matter what. I'm, I'm with courage. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a little confused a little bit on this story because they said they said that people don't smoke in bars. And like I remember back in the day, like I used to smoke in the bar all the time. Yes, we used to get Liddy crossfaded up. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I think you can smoke in the bar. Right? See what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, where, where, where are these people? Well, and and where are our discounts, okay? Because I definitely, I just got my insurance bill, and my insurance bill is like, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's start like a cannabis consumption uh, driver's test, and if you pass it with flying colors, you get your. I just well, think this thing, this thing about the bars is, yeah, they drink at the bar and then go right outside the door and light up. So, uh, what, are, what are they talking about? 
there's a lot of stereotypes i think in that uh article like the paranoid driver thing that that you don't only smoke at the house like almost everybody i know once they start drinking something's getting lit up pretty soon. yeah i actually i actually can't smoke at my house because i'll get a fine because i got a bunch of nimbies that are part of my homeowners association and they'll find me five hundred dollars every time i get caught smoking in my house so i only smoke when i'm out and about i can't smoke inside my house either well that's because your wife i have to make the bed for a week Let's so, oh man oh man mark she's not gonna you know, lay out your suits you know that you. can get you know that can get messy that's mm-hmm. dude, i need my clothes for a week Let's see. Over the last couple of months, we've read articles that talk about uh, property values going up, insurance rates going down. What else? I mean, I still haven't seen the results of these things, but I mean, I want I want to believe, but I haven't seen a thing. And and to to your point, when you were talking about like the weed driving test, so you can get the savings on uh on your insurance, I think that once you do pass that, they should put like a little weed leaf emoji on your driver's license, like a weed hole punch on your ID. Yes. Well, a bumper should be on your bumper sticker so the cops know oh, this is a safe person. Yeah. Can you donate your body and your organs to the cannabis plant? Oh, man. I still I still want to know where my money's at from this insurance savings because <laughs> seriously, I literally I literally got it got a bill just just the other day for them just in the mail. They're like, oh, for my next month's premium. And it's it's not cheaper. You know, maybe um, in California, because we have been uh, quasi legal wet for like 26 years now, 27 years now. It really hasn't affected us the same way it affects other states that are legalizing now. And don't be a new driver like my son, because then it's $350 a month for a new driver. I'm right yeah. here with you, Mark. Oh, hold on. I'm right there you know with what? You. Hey, hold on, Mark. My insurance is more than that. Wow. What are you doing? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> my insurance is more Listen, than I got a guy you should call. <laughs> <laughs> How many points you got on that shit? <laughs> I don't got no points. I don't got no points, but my insurance is expensive. I mean, did that happen to you, Luke, when, when when you come out because you haven't had a driver's license for a while and so they didn't have like a history of a driving record? Did you did you how much is your insurance? I mean, listen, I'm in California. I ain't got insurance. It wasn't too high. I don't like my driving record was pretty clear. The the crazy thing was when I came in, I wasn't like in the system. Like mm-hmm. when they, they had to like do some deep dive to look me up and then and then they were like Oh no! You have to take the test again. So I had to actually uh-huh. take the test again. The written or the driving? The written. Oh, the written. The written. Okay. The written. I would have right. rather took the driving test to tell you the truth. Uh, the, the written one's so easy. Well, they they got some little like trick it's questions. questions. They do. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to yeah. read them. You just have to read the questions and like li- listen to yourself when you're saying it. Yeah. So I, I mean, I passed it, but uh, it, I was like a little nervous at first because I'm like, damn, I haven't looked at this like a, a driver's handbook since I was like 16. So. Yeah, they um yeah, when I first moved out here, they they sprung that shit on me. I did not know I was going to have to take a written task either the first time I got my California license after living here. Um and they just spring that shit on you at the DMV. I thought I was going to fail it too, man. I passed. Oh man, we got Matthew St. Germain with us. He popped in. Holy Yo, yeah. Ooh. 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 
Oh, you, you're, you're on mute. You're on mute, Matthew. You're Pops on mute here, like Orville Redenbach. I got, I got lost on the way to my computer today, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up in a panic. Oh. Forgive me, everybody out there in TV land. But it sounds like you guys are, are doing great interviewing Luke there. And, and Luke, thank you for your service, brother. I just want to say that. You know, you, folks who are fighting the, the revolution here and fighting the fight for the drug war for these positive medicines that come from the earth, plants and fungi, deserve our thanks and respect. So thank you from the thank cannabis you. community you. and yes, Matthew St. Germain. Yes, sir. Hey, you know what? We're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh, yeah. Coming up next, that's right, this is a former cop. Now he does security. And now he likes to tell you what not to do to make sure that you are staying just as safe so that you don't need someone like Mr. Mark Wasserman, Paw Brothers of Law. That's right. It is CC Security Solutions' very own Chris Eggers. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Everybody, to some degree, needs Mark in their life. Though. <laughs> You're too kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my article today comes out of comes out of Georgia. The commission approves third medical cannabis dispensary to open reads the headline. So the Georgia Access to Medical Cannabis Commission has approved for the, the third cannabis dispensary to open in Georgia. Trulieve. This is this is straight from the article. Trulieve is a leading provider of medical and recreational cannabis and CBD products, according to its own website. In a unanimous virtual vote in April, the Georgia Access to Medical Cannabis Commission approved dispensary licenses to two companies so that they may begin distributing medical cannabis oil to more than the 27,000 uh, Georgia residents currently on the official registry. Before then, it was legal to possess and use medical cannabis oil in Georgia, but it was illegal to grow here or to bring it across state lines. I think we just talked about that, didn't we? Um, Alan Peake, a former state representative of Macomb Republican, pu uh, pushed the original legislation to legalize the oil through, uh, through even though he said he knew it would cost him politically. He retired from Georgia House in 2018. Since then, he's helped transport the oil into Georgia illegally and got into the hands of patients on the official registry free of charge. Quote, it's nice to see the finished product of something you've worked on for a long time. This is something that we've been very passionate about. And a lot of courageous families have worked very hard to get this to happen in Georgia. He said, it's been one of the real honors of my life to be involved with these courageous families. Truly already has one store open in North Cobb um, in Marietta, Georgia. And that's the article it does not reference the other company if there is one. So it, it sounded like there was a, another company, but of the three, Truly has two of the stores is how I interpreted this article. But again, uh, couldn't find the name of the other store. That's my article today. Uh, happy Memorial Day, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. True leave in Georgia. <clears throat> Georgia pie. Shocking. Mm -hmm. Three. I think it might be three, right? I, I, I couldn't find I couldn't find the name of the other one, but I'm still searching. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you expect their products to be better in Georgia than they are in Florida? Uh, no. No? Are this going to be just as moldy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is the Come humidity on, worse no. there than Florida? I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's close. It's close. It 
it's it's about the same. They just got less rain. Mm-hmm. Well, not not thanks to Harp, they they don't anymore. They could have just as much, right? Rico? They could theoretically. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Ron De Sanctimonious is going to let him. Yeah, uh... <laughs> 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 he doesn't like any uh, transitioning out there, you know, for whatever. Oh, oh it's what you did there. S-E-C-C, what you the, did there. This is the second bill over on the East Coast that was pushed forward by a Republican. And I know the Republicans catch a lot of flack on this <clears> issue, <throat> right? But I think when they do jump out there, like they, we should get behind them and support stuff like that. Because, you know, they they take a lot of uh, hit in within their party when they when they jump out there like that. And when we agree with the issue on whoever it is, I think that they should be commended on it. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, without out a doubt. But uh, I think there's a lot of restrictions in with this with this Georgia bill um, as as far as what kind of products they Oil can offer. Only? Yeah, it's, it's very. It's only. <laughs> yeah, I think it concentrates in tinctures and. Yeah, it's not. You're not. You're not going to go over there and find any fresh flowers. It's not a flower market yet. Nope. Oh, from from Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia. Yes, Georgia. <laughs> yes, that's correct. But I guess you know that is progress. I mean, Florida started that way, and now because of uh, Governor DeSanctimonious, uh, they had they have flower too. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep it moving. You ready, Rico? He's more of a fan of re- revisionist history. But up next. He's an immortal cannabis wizard with two, count them, two PhDs in tripping balls and also the co-host of What's Good Podcast, where he regularly drops timeless truth bombs on the globally clueless masses. Here to do the same for us and bring us home tonight is Matthew St. Germain. Thanks, Father Rico. Happy Monday, everybody. Hi, Jason. Sorry for completely shitting the bed today. Um, in that spirit of it being a holiday and things falling apart, I don't have a story and I'm just going to wrap off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little story about St. Germain and the why for him. Uh, the reason I joined the Hyatt Nine News, the reason I'm here, the reason I jumped into the legal weed game from the psychedelic black market is is thus. I have a deep belief in everyone on this team. I have a deep belief in all of the humans that I'm surrounded by. I think that we come from an alternate history that was disrupted by an ecological catastrophe. I think our this, this ecological t- catastrophe drove us away from the psychedelics and, and instituted ecological catastrophe on our planet and trauma. This is why we get these these hierarchies that we're in led by sociopaths who are clawing in with this scarcity mindset to divide and conquer us. I, I maintain myself in this place to be able to reach out to y'all folks so that I can try to, to really drop some knowledge about who we are, where we came from, why it went wrong, and how we can possibly get it together. It's my belief in these substances that really drives me on the daily for this because of this no matter the slings and arrows that i suffer i stay in the legal weed game it ain't easy everybody on this panel can tell you uh, the whole thing is upside down and we're struggling our best to keep paddling this canoe in the right direction i just wanted to um be on this show and 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 let you guys know that uh psychedelics are coming you can support maps.org maps.org it's a public policy foundation working with some of the brightest lights uh, in tech, as well as some of the biggest university hospitals to get uh, psychedelic drugs legal. MDMA is about to be uh, phase three uh, through its phase three studies and will be legal for prescription use by therapists. If you all look at ketamine, ketamine is legal, right? Because it uh, it was already a legalized drug. And what, what we're seeing right now uh, with these ketamine and, and psychedelic therapy clinics is they are overcharging people for the access to the drug. This is the same thing I talk about when Gretchen and other folks here on the Hyatt Nine talk about um, legalization and limited access. 
the limited access, the legalization is is lowering the penalties for us. We don't have to worry about the limited access. We can still continue to reach through our friends. Like single cell network that reaches in every direction to form and inform the planet. It it actually mediates nutrient transfer between all biological materials, primarily plant and fungi in the soil, right? We can do that. We can connect one to one. We can continue to offer these experiences to each other. Grow some cannabis plants in your backyard. Grow some mushrooms in your basement if you can. Share these substances. The end game is all of us relaxing and realizing that we're one human family. No one comes from another planet. Would you, would you shut your brother out of your house? Would you pull a gun on your sister? You wouldn't. You would share your food and your fellowship with them. Let's realize that we're one human family. The top priority is for us to support and repair and protect the life support systems of this planet so that we can continue to explore space in peace together. We need to form a planetary defense system in order that another comet strike or meteoroid strike does not bring us back to the Stone Age and start this whole horrific trauma over again. Realize we are a family. Relax your fear. Reach out your hand to your brothers and sisters. Let's navigate in space, in peace, support and protect our life support systems, build a planetary defense system, and then begin exploring and colonizing space together in peace. Sorry if that was a crazy rant. I've been up for about two minutes. I super love you guys. I hope there was something in there I offered you that you can all get. Once again, thank you, Brother Luke, for the time that you did behind bars in supporting the cannabis plant, in supporting access to the cannabis plant, and, and, and helping people who need this medicine and helping people return to the earth and return to nature. Other than that, I just love you guys. Sorry, Smoke weed every day. Yeah! Sorry yeah. I fell apart today. I really, I, really like the, I really like the uh, the, the Count's endorsement for Space Force on that. <laughs> I'm all the way yes to Space Force, bro. All the way in for Space Force. What do you think about that, Mark? Do you, do you guys get a lot of clients uh, for psychedelics? Yeah, no. We, what we've been getting a lot of are people who think they can go ahead and sell mushrooms. Yeah, and that, and, and that it's it's legal. They start they they come to us. We we've started this business and this allegedly. What allegedly. are you doing, mushroom? You know it's felony. You know you can't. Isn't it legal in Oakland? Well, you know, let me explain something to you about decriminal. Yes, mushrooms. <laughs> You're not supposed to sell them, uh, not just what, yet. What, no. what about the truffle butter, Mark? <laughs> no comment. I'm shutting the fuck up. <laughs> well, somebody oh, yeah. better tell Nintendo. Uh, go, go for it. Go for it. Hey, real talk, though. I, I said this a couple times, but uh, I, I learned a lot from everybody here. But but Matthew, especially especially you, um, your articles and and some of your feedback and and just your mindset, um, what you bring to the table. I'm constantly learning from you, and just want to acknowledge that. And thank you very much, man. Humble thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I have a deep belief in the human race. I think that we can all get it together. And what I find, and, and my relationship with Jason is a great uh, teaching moment in this, is um, a lot of people might look at Jason and I as, as diametric opposites and wonder how we could ever get along. But what I find is, no matter what my, my exact political philosophy is, when I sit next to another human being, 99.9% .9 of the time our hearts are aligned. And if we're smart, we can begin building bridges on the things that we both agree on mm -hmm. instead of trying to cut this pie up into a million pieces of disagreement. And it's really important that we don't have to agree with each other in our minds as long as our hearts are aligned. And uh, 
You know, one more thing I drop, uh, if you ever heard of the tarot, a lot of people use the tarot as like an oracle or for divination. The original use of the tarot was actually an alch alchemical self-distillation method. The swords represent the mind. The cups represent the heart. The discs represent material wealth. Uh, the staff represents work on earth. And then the major arcane, which are the picture cards, represent different aspects and elements of human archetypes. The minor arcane, which are the number cards, represent the, the, the dialectical numerology, which is the numbers 0 through 9, and how every number past 0 through 9 repeats and can be distilled back into a 0 through 9, and what the actual magical aspects and elements of these numbers are. And so if you get into the tarot, you can begin to train your mind to see that our hearts are connected, and we can work on this earth to increase our material wealth if we do so together. I really love everybody here who watches and everybody who helps me with this show. Oh, yeah, too. we love you, too, Matthew. Thank you so much. And we also want to give a big thank you to all of our veterans out there yes. on this Memorial Day. And at the same time, we also want to remind you that there are drug war veterans, too. Yes, indeed. And with that being said, we are at the top of the hour. Thank you all out there for tuning in for another episode of High at Nine News. You can catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, High News, High Noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our live audience members and the online supporters tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines every single day that matter most because we're all democratic and shit over here. To our tenured industry correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety perspective and adding your opinions to the conversation. To our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, Jaja Simone over there holding things down in Clubhouse, The Vortex, everything, everybody, 91 Club. Yeah. To the haters out there, we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys get a real bad headache today. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Cannabis Sativa L, you are the sacred reason the High Nine News team shows up every day to read these headlines. Thank you. It's Memorial Day Monday, May 29th, 2023. The show is over. You've been, all been blessed with today's top industry headlines. We hope everybody finds the time today to put out a little positive energy for the fallen men and women who've made the ultimate sacrifice for you and I over here stateside. And um, that being said, man, I want to give the outro to my man, Luke Scarmazzo, today, man. Welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you in the Vortex. What you got, man? Give us, uh, Leave us with a little positivity for everybody out there today. Yeah, thanks, man. It was, it's, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, 120 days ago, I was in a Mississippi prison cell. Now I'm here with Jason Beck, Rico, Mandy, everybody at High at Nine. Matthew St. Germain, man, thank you for everything that you said. That was real talk. Um, just happy Memorial Day to everybody Everybody gave some, some gave all, um, you know, my, my sympathy to all the fallen men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice and, uh, listen, go out and love somebody. You know what I mean, spread love, stop the hate and, uh, stay high at nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah right there. <laughs>